Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's going on, Kansas City? Chiefs Kingdom. Players only here each Thursday night, 6 to 7 p.m. And we are back. We are. Got my man Joe Joe Mays here. He was about to say Joe Hayes. I know. Yeah. Joe Mays. Mays. You missed last week. I so did. I did. You're lucky I called your name at all. Oh, man. Come on, man. <laughs> we, I'm co-hosting the show with you, so I know, how is hey, it that you can't call my name? Hey, just like if you was late to a meeting or you missed a flight, you get fined. You get, you know, I mean, you might slip on the depth chart. Like you Antonio never know. Callaway. That's he was right. late to a game. Stupid. And he just got cut. The day of the game. Yep. But Joe Mays is here from the Leia Center. Get your cryotherapy down there, massage. What else, Joe? Cryotherapy, massage, acupuncture, yoga. I mean, we do just about anything that's holistic, that's natural, um, and that and that takes care of the body from the inside out. There you go. We got a guest in the house. 2001 draft pick by the Chiefs, fifth round of Virginia Cavalier. There we go. Makes well, no national champs in football. <laughs> this, is a fo- this is a football show. I, I would have been national champ in anything. Dang. Oh, okay. I, I guess I, I Play guess for I the Chiefs, the Chargers. with North Dakota State. Play for the Buccaneers. He's a, the little known fact. He's in the Virginia High School Hall of Fame for baseball, though. Oh. He's a, he's a dual sport guy. Yeah. Right. So, you That's know, right. he, he's kind of close. You know, I kind of like those cats that yeah. play multiple sports. We got Billy Baber in the house. What's up, Billy? How we doing, man? Doing all right? Doing yeah. Great, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Billy Glad to be here. He, he got right. a chance to squeeze us in. I've been trying to get him on since August. He squeezed us in. He got him and Mike Maslowski doing their thing at MB2 Sports. That's he, correct. Yeah, what you got going on there? Uh, me and Mr. Maslowski, we own a uh, sporting goods company, and uh, we're a team dealer for Adidas. And uh, we do a lot of the small colleges around here, uh, D2s, NAIAs, JUCOs. Um, and we provide them the same stuff that you see on the fields on Sundays and on Saturdays. MB2 Sports, doing work. I like it. Nice, and I nice. am Danon Hughes, former wide receiver with the Kansas City Chiefs. Hawkeye, proud of it, regardless mm. of what Billy Baber tries mm. to say. Mm. And we are here players only. And for anyone that's just tuning in, players only, how we started this last year was just a players forum, kind of how we talk in and on and off the field. Mm covering every topic, and we got some good ones this evening. Don't forget, you can text us at the Protein House. We eat with a purpose, text line 69306. We're also going to open up the call-in line, so you can phone us at 913-576-7610. 913-576-7610. Call us. Jump on. We like to chat with you. Absolutely. So first, in the first quarter, Billy, we got to talk about this Chiefs Chiefs team, basically, the Chiefs-Titans <laughs> review. Nash Vegas, everybody traveled down I-70 to get there. A lot of Chiefs fans, a lot of red in the stadium, came out with a sour stomach. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> that was a uh, 
that was a tough loss uh, last week that I feel like they should have won. And I think everybody in that building believes that. Um, I really felt like uh, the week before they wouldn't lose again. I felt like they go to New England, win that game. Uh, I felt like they would run the rest of the regular season and have a chance, you know, beat New England. I don't think New England's that good, but beat New England and then maybe somebody else knocking them off, having to head-to-head with them, they could have been the number one seed again. Yeah. Uh, I believe now it's tough. Um, This loss on the road, albeit, but we had every chance to win this game. Um, And, you know, it's tough when – you know, nobody ever wants to know the long snapper's name. And That's right. uh, we had a guy that played for us by the name of Kendall Gammon. Uh, I don't know if a lot of you guys know because Kendall Gammon never screwed up. Yep. So uh, Kendall is, was lights out. Yes, he was. He was an outstanding snapper. But, you know, that's a position where, you know, again, you hate to know the guy until it's the wrong situation. Mm-hmm. And then you find out who it is. So yeah. tough way to lose a game, though. So what? So you know what, man? It was definitely a tough way to lose the game. Um, you left it in the defense hands at the end of the game. I mean, of course, you want them to get a stop, and somehow, some way, you always have that optimistic feeling, like, okay, they're gonna get it done, right? Like they have to get it done because the last several times they've been in this position, they failed. So it's like, okay, well, optimism comes comes to comes to to the uh, to the forefront, and I believe in them. They got to do it, and. Somehow, some way, it's always something, one way or another, that they somehow fall short, whether it's a missed coverage, mm-hmm. someone tripping over their feet, yep. a missed tackle. I mean, and I think you had two of the three of those that happened last week, which is why they lost the game. Well, I, I, you know, we, we always talk about on this show and actually amongst ourselves when we're hanging out, having, you know, going out to eat or whatever – uh, Chiefs ambassadors events and so on. We see the game in a different lens, and a lot of the listeners have heard us talk about that. It's a different way we watch the game. So when when I'm watching this Chiefs game, one, if I work backwards, you know, special teams should never be a liability. No. And Dave Tobe, I mean, you're talking about a coach that's one of the best, if not the best, special teams coach in the NFL, was being talked about in regards to getting a head coaching job, kind of like. John you know, Harbaugh. John Harbaugh did, mm-hmm. elevating mm-hmm. from that role. And I'm not blaming him for that because, to me, you know, it's easy to blame coaches when stuff goes wrong on the field. When it's something physical, it is not the coach's fault. Right. Holding penalties, not the coach's fault. Miss snaps, not the coach's fault. Shank punts, miss kicks, not the coach's fault. So I'm not even going to – but I will say this. There comes a time where the brick wall has to be put up. And you realize that this Chiefs team, with as many penalties as they've endured on special teams and now the blunders that hurt the game, hurt the opportunity to win the game, I expect that the most tense meeting, and you guys have all been, and I've been, I was a special teams captain for four years. We've all been in special teams meeting. Sometimes that can be the most intense meeting in the house. I guarantee this week it was. Oh, sure. It's always intense, man, when you, when you have to sit there and put the film on and watch yourself you know, struggle or do yeah. something the wrong way. Have those holding penalties. Well, the rules are the rules are set where you are now in a position as special teams where all you have to do is not be a liability. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you, but how how many how often, guys, do you watch a special teams play and there's not a penalty? That's my point. Yeah, it's it happens way too often. Way too often. So you can't return kicks. Most punts probably aren't returned because of the rugby style and and mm-hmm. the angle kicks. Yep. yep. 
So all you have to do, so what are you holding for? Yeah, like, right. who are you holding and why are you holding? And that's the part where I say the emphasis has to be from the coach. Look, enough's enough. McCole Hardman, stop catching the ball inside the five-yard line. Sure. Period. Oh, I know you want to make a play. I know Tyreek has run big plays back. Dante Hall, who's in town, was in town for the Chiefs. Uh, style lounge last night. Dante Hall used to catch him anywhere. Catch him anywhere and go. And it's one of those life. things where you know as a special teams coach, he's sitting there like, please don't do it, please don't do it. Okay, now that you got 20 yards, I'm good with you doing it. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's, you know, it, it's kind of uh, conflicting in his head. But the main thing is right now our special teams is a liability. Field position, uh, penalties, missed kicks, they're a liability, and that has to flip around. Defense, I thought that they got caught off guard. I thought that everybody on the sideline was lining up basically in their brains that they got the game won. Then all of a sudden, the issues happen with the, with the uh, field goal, and he has to throw it out of bounds. Now they are scrambling because there's no conventional reason why you play that kind of defense with a, with a team that has to go the length of the field. You're talking about a zone defense. Yeah, no, they oh, played man. man. They played man. man to man. Right. right. And with with the team that has to go the length of the field to get a first to get a win. They with have a backup to get a quarterback. touchdown. With a backup with a quarterback. With a backup quarterback. You play zone, you make everything stop in front of you and you force them to spike the ball two or three times to stop the clock. You keep everybody in bounds. Why are you playing two man with a trail technique on the middle and an option route? with no other help in the middle of the field. And my thing is if you watch that play uh, to Humphrey to win the game, I don't think Tannehill ever took his eyes off of him. I mean, oh, the whole yeah. time. He just he waiting, was, just yeah. waiting for him to nod. Yep. He's like, as soon as he nods, I'm throwing it. And again, I was an offensive guy. But when you're in that trail position or you know there's a guy over the top, they got to understand. I mean, we, we would think that Tannehill is going to look it off. But he never did. Yeah. I mean, he stared him down the entire time, waiting for him to nod outside. And when he went back in, he hit him with a with a and nice even pass. with yeah. if you looked at the the high uh, twenty two angle, all the all sure. field twenty two, the wide receivers on the outside were man to man. Yep. So you even had an opportunity to throw up a jump ball to a bigger receiver. Mm-hmm. And our history of not having penalties with uh, interferences or holding downfield and man to man coverage, to me, why why wouldn't we play? a four deep with the linebackers dropping, three or two-man rush, and force Tannehill to pick apart a seven or eight deep uh, defensive backfield. Well, I think the issue with Tannehill is he is mobile. Yes. Like he, he – which but he in, did. But mobility, right? doesn't, it, mobility doesn't help, help him with 23 seconds left. Well, it did. It did, yeah. It yeah, yeah. third and 13, and we can't get him to the ground. But why couldn't we? Because we were in man-to-man coverage with no kind of spy. That's we, my point. Is that I thought all, they were off. I, we also hit him five yards short of the first down. Right. Yeah, and he and kept his feet going. And the man got there. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. It's it's tough, man. Like, it's it's tough. I, again, I'm an offensive guy, but I know if you are in that situation, you should definitely keep the guys in front of you. Yeah. Right? I mean, and it ain't like we got shut down corners. Like, we yeah. got good ones. Yeah. But they we ain't, ain't got we ain't got Jalen Ramsey locking down one side of the field, right? And then we have some youth out there too, which you you kind of seen. He made a big play. I'm talking about fin- Fenton. Sure, um, he made a big play, and then he gave up that that nod play, yep. which he was supposed to be inside leverage, but jumped outside, and now you're in trail, and now you're pretty much beat. So, Trouble. I mean, you know, when, when it comes to situations like that, you would hope that your young players 
seen enough ball, experienced enough ball to know what what can come. It just so happened but, to hit him, and uh, you know they scored on him, man. But I like you know what that's the great thing about the the red zone channel is that you can watch all other teams when they get inside the red zone or near scoring. And there's so many times that I've seen other defenses line four and five guys up at the five-yard line Mm -hmm. or at the goal line, and they say, we're watching for everything to be thrown in front of us, and then we're going to rally tackle. I mean, it looks like, you know, four across, like you're playing a a basketball, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of full-court press where you just got four guys lined up across the same yard line Mm -hmm. and basically saying either one of our three D linemen are going to get to you or you're going to throw it in front of us and we're going to tackle you. And if they make one tackle inside, inside the, uh, the end zone, that clock runs down. Even if, they get, even if they let that receiver who ran the nod, if they get him on the five-yard line, they got to scramble with 23 seconds left yep. to get up to the line of scrimmage to get another play. So that's why I don't understand why you're rolling the dice at that point. Offensively, I thought they did a solid job. Patrick Mahomes looked like he had a little bit of rust on him. You know, a couple of throws he missed, the high throw to Sammy Watkins. A little bit mistimed jump, the deep throw to, to uh, Tyreek Hill in the end zone over his head, which who knew that you can overthrow Tyreek Hill. Um, so there were several things that went wrong in that game that I'm hoping that they clean up when they go down south to Mexico City. I got a question, actually, if we have enough time. Do you feel like having Mahomes back, and you know what, this Billy, this, this question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like having Mahomes back was – kind of like a crutch for this Chiefs team because we've seen that with, you know, with having the backup quarterback playing as well as he played and also having a run game, mm-hmm. which is something that we can't really talk about on this past Sunday. Do you think that having them back kind of changed the structure of the offense? You know, I, I think <clears throat> I think we lean on him a lot. Obviously, he's a great football player. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt he's, if not the best – one of the top two in the National Football League. So, you know, we kind of got our Rolls Royce back, right? Like, and I joke, I was talking to Sean Barber the other day, and him and I were talking, I said... We don't say that name no more. Oh, oh Barbershop. Sorry. Barbershop. Well, yeah, cool. you, you, don't, you don't have to always drive the Rolls Royce, right? Like, right. you can go to the grocery store, hop in your regular car, <laughs> get there <laughs> saved, come on back, right? right? I, there's certain things that when Pat Mahomes is in the game, I believe they kind of want him to do. And I don't think he has to do all this stuff yeah. for this team to be successful because they got great players at every position. That's a great point. We're going to talk a little bit more about Patrick Mahomes' effect on this this team, this past game, and going forward. Well, also, I want to tackle the injuries around the NFL. Obviously, you're talking about Week 11, so there's a lot of injuries. And we're going to talk about Kaepernick, one of the hot topics around now. Kaepernick and Antonio Brown, they have some big things coming up. We want to tackle those next. This is Players Only. Second quarter here, Players Only. Got Joe Mays, Billy yep. Baber, and I am Danon Hughes. Here for the second quarter, we, we wrapped that last segment up talking about Patrick Mahomes and management of him, Rolls-Royce, Rolls-Royce versus a regular car. We're going to take a lot more time to talk about that because I think there's many layers to that, but one of the hot hot stories in the NFL right now. And for those that, you know, are out there and even maybe you Joe that may not know, part of the reason why I wanted to do this show is because of the Colin Kaepernick situation. Mm. Because there's so many idiotic, irresponsible takes on what he did, how he did it, and so many people that are crazy 
enough to me. It's crazy to me. I'm not saying they're crazy. Crazy to me that so many people became so vocal about it. And the dichotomy of how they're vocal about that, but then some of the great things he does or other athletes do, they're silent. Like I, like for me, this is maybe my pedestal that I'm standing on. I pay attention to people that tweet, especially if I know them. And if you tweet something negative and choose not to tweet or like something that's positive, you're biased, period. I mean, that, that, to me, that's a definition of being biased. Yeah, you can have a choice to tweet. You can have a choice to like. I get all that. But if you're talking about a definition of bias, if you feel like you can't wait to get your thumb to press send on a negative topic that involves an athlete, but yet read about the Larry Fitzgeralds and read about the community efforts in the Chiefs and read about all these other guys, LeBron James and his his academy and all these things, and you can't, like you got arthritis at that point. You yeah. can't bring yourself to press send to say, wow, great job. Wow, that's cool. This is awesome. Why is you that? can't do that because it's, it's a bias. It's an it's a absolute bias against athletes, period. Whether it's, whether it's envy, whether it's jealousy, whatever way you want to tag it, it is an absolute bias against athletes. Now, now I'm stepping back off my pedestal. Cool. All right. <sighs> All right. Now about Kaepernick. Yes. The situation is Saturday he will work out. He had not been in an NFL uniform since, I believe, 2017. Hugh Jackson will be the orchestrator of the workout. And as of prior to this show, I believe 11 teams have confirmed that they will have representatives there. Now, in his mind, he's thinking that head coaches and GMs will be there. Can't figure out how a head coach or a GM would go on a Saturday to uh, watch him work out. But stranger things have happened. So bi-week teams – Maybe Sunday night games and maybe a GM. I mean, they got private jets. They can fly, boom, bounce in, bounce out. So there's a possibility. But from a Kaepernick situation, you know, I want you guys' thoughts. You know, I kind of stood on my pedestal about what I thought. I thought he got railroaded. I think it's evident that he's gotten railroaded. Um, and against much of the, uh, the mindset of the general fan, it's wrong. That's, I just believe it's wrong. If you have the capabilities, especially in sports, you have the capabilities of being able to play at a winning level. Nobody's asking them to be Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. At a winning level, you should have the opportunity just like we had. Fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick, seventh-round pick, free agents, scraping the bottom of the barrel, being the 46th man on a roster. You got the ability to be on the field. Go out and be on the ability of the field. And there's a numerous amount of quarterbacks that are worse than him in the league. And the and contrary to what people might believe, there the the viewership of the NFL has never really gone down. It's gone down because people watch the red zone and watch every game, and they watch fantasy football and they watch every game. But to say that people are not watching the Chiefs, it's gone down because of something like that was idiotic. In the beginning, I, I, first of all, has the NFL ever done this for a player? Never. No, that you guys can. The, the league itself, never, never. So there's got to be a reason. And it, there's a couple different reasons why I believe. Um, but if a guy has sit out of the National Football League for three years, 
we're talking about guys who are highly trained, skilled, one percenters, okay? I don't believe you can sit out. I don't care what kind of training you're doing. If you want to talk to Melvin Gordon, ask him. Melvin Gordon said, I will never miss another training camp in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Because he understands now the effect it has on you. This man has not missed one training camp. This man has missed three. This man has missed three seasons. Listen, I, 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 it's a setup. Yeah. If you ask me, it's a total setup. I don't believe Colin Kaepernick can come back three years out of the National Football League and play at the level at which he was playing when he was a Super Bowl quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, but we it, got this guy named Matt Moore. That was at it was a high school for coach. how long though for one year for one year one year one year and he had ample opportunity to practice with a National Football League team. Okay, he was with the Chiefs until Mahomes got hurt, right? Who Matt Moore? No, he was. He's been he's been with the team since he got. Since That's he what got I'm hurt. saying. Yeah. Since Henny got hurt, he's been on the team. Yeah, so he has been practicing. His skills for the last two months in practice. Oh, but you're, but you're, but I'm you're, saying you're bringing this dude off the. I don't. Oh, he's just going to work out. He's not, not coming into play next week, though. I get it, but yeah. he still hasn't been. It, it's different. Okay. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be cameras. There's going to be folks, and I get it. He did it three years ago, and he did it at a high level, but it's not the same. But here's the question: You say, and I, I, I'm not outside of the school of thought that it's a setup. But if you're the NFL, why? This story has basically fizzled away outside of a few little spots here and there and a couple of Nike commercials. It's basically fizzled away. Why would you, as the NFL, start the flame again and start bringing up his name when you never, ever actually even said his name in the past when he was out of football? That's, that's the part that makes me wonder also. Well, I think they're banking on the three-year effect. I think they they are banking. They're gonna say, okay, now's our chance. Like we, if he takes another year off, he's too old. He's off three years. We now got him where we want him. We're gonna set up this workout. He's gonna go in there. He's gonna fail miserably, and we're gonna say we told you so. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of think it's a joke too. You know what I mean? It's a joke to have this guy come out and work out in front of teams to do what exactly? Like, are you just you? I think at this point you're just trying to appease. Kaepernick because at 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 this stage in the game, three years after not even playing, you know, wanted to come and have him work out in front of you know teams, uh, not not GMs, not coaches, but scouts. Like, I mean, this is an NFL player. He knows how to play. He's a he's a professional. Why would you send? Him, why would you set up a workout for him to come out and work out in front of these teams? It's just it's not it's not what we think it is. I think. The NFL, when it comes to them, they want to remove any any type of black holes that you know they they seem to put themselves in. Sure. So everyone that talks about him being blackballed, they want to remove that whole being blackballed from the NFL's mouth, from their perception, through the eyes of you know the people, through the eyes of the fans, yep. and so through the eyes of Kaepernick. So the question I have is, 
Who's he throwing to? Who's he working out with? How are these just dudes they bringing off the street? He's never thrown a ball to in his <laughs> right, life. Right? No, exactly. he's going. He's going. I'm sure he's going to have his whole camp that he he's been working out at the Nike campus or wherever. In oh, Jersey. so you think he's bringing his own dudes? At, why would you not? I, I'm just I asking. I'd if the NFL the whole setting this up, team of, maybe the NFL saying, "Look, dog, here's you got to send it to us." Hey, <laughs> bit, bit. Here, here's your wide out. You're getting. Here's your running back. You got this one legged wide out. Make out it there. work, man. <laughs> Man, hey, we got unreal. guys on the text line from the 913. I may have to turn it off when we talk about this very long or move into TV. Deuces. Um, if, they, if this is the hottest topic in sports right now, if this one topic forces you to think that you can go elsewhere, I got the peace sign up. Yeah, it probably wasn't. 785, yeah. he could throw to Antonio Brown. He Maybe. probably can. I like my I like my eight one seven players only time. Oh yeah, I like those fans. You know. Yeah. Appreciate uh, you. We got a lot of texts about Kaepernick seven eight five. I don't mind Kaepernick kneeling. He hasn't knelt in three years. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, it's not like you you walk by billboards and see him kneeling. He hasn't knelt in three years. But what has he done to improve relations since? I mean, whatever happens to freedom check, of check, speech? There's a thing called Google out there that sure. shows. The money that he does, the the effects that he's doing in the community to yeah. basi- basically back up, put his mouth, you know, behind his words, put yeah. his actions behind his words. So, I mean, I, you know, we don't have time to go through all that. Again, I'm not making the man out to be, you know, the, the you know, win the Nobel Peace Prize, but we're just talking about his effect on sports and um, and and what should be rightfully an opportunity. Not saying a right job, a rightful opportunity. We're going to go to the phone line. We got Wolverine Willie. First of all, Wolverine, I shouldn't have to say that. I'm a Hawkeye, but I got to go to it. Yep. Well, I'm sorry you lost that bet. My my, my family was actually Hawkeye fans for quite a long time. They were good time. people. My dad got a job, and we could afford to move to a great state like Michigan. Hey, real quick, guys. You know, Kaepernick, so I, I'm, I have no problem with him kneeling. Um, the problem became when he actually wore pig socks. When you take the time to wear pig socks mm-hmm. and you defame law enforcement, mm-hmm. you're going beyond kneeling. It's, it's not a question of the words coming out of your mouth. It's the actions that you're taking. So is that so a lifelong? If that hold is, on, I'm not done. Okay. I, I'll, is that a lifelong indictment? Like thirty seconds. I know. I'm just asking. If, is that a lifelong indictment? Like, is there a term on that? Well, there's more to it. Okay. I'm, I'll, I'll get to the whole point. Allow me to make the whole point, and then you can dissect. Okay. But but when you make that, and, and it's on your job that you do that. And we all have, we all can do things on our job, but there comes a point where there's consequences. You can do whatever you want in social media and off of your job, but when you're on your job and you're wearing pig socks and you're defaming law enforcement, that's an issue. And he also has done nothing. Now, and this is counter the, to the actual point, but what has he actually done to unify the African-American community to law enforcement. If, if that's really the goal here, if we want to bring awareness, but that neither here nor there, it was never about the flag until it became about the Betsy Rock sneakers and Nike not being allowed to put them out and him stopping that and putting the kibosh on that. So, yeah, it is about the flag. And, yeah, it is about defaming law enforcement. And, yeah, he deserves an opportunity. But at the same time, an employer has every right of any employee that if they're defaming the workplace, you lose your right. You do not have the right to do that in your workplace, mm-hmm. your social media, your public place, whatever you want. Awesome, man. Go for it. Okay. You do it on the job, you pay a price. Okay, cool. Appreciate the call. He did never get to the point of the term, though. He said he was going to get to it, but he didn't get to the point of how no. long 
is yeah. the indictment out there. So I get it. He, you know, he had socks on. I'm looking at the picture on my phone now. He had socks on on the practice field with pigs on him. Okay. I, I would never wear them. I don't think anybody else in here would wear them. I think I have, uh, am very respectful of law enforcement, but I also see flaws in it. I'm very respectful of politics, but I also see flaws in it. And his way of addressing those flaws may be different than all of us. But that's his way. That's his way. Yeah. All right. Hey, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We still got to talk about this Chiefs team, the Mahomes management, and then they're playing some team, whether they're from San Diego, L.A., London, soccer stadium. They play in wherever they play in. They, we got to go out and play. They got a quarterback named Phillip Rivers. This is Players Only. Players Only back, third quarter. A little heated little second quarter right before halftime. We had to go back in the locker room, get some juice, Man. some some fruit, Ooh. get the get the protein or the, that, <laughs> the that, vitamin C back hey, in. That was a rough second quarter. Hey, I, I like those second quarters. You got to you know, you got to have a good 2 minute drill right before second second quarter ends. I mean, I think so. You really have the second quarter in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, exactly. that's right. We're going to talk some good things in the fourth quarter just to put a bow on that last Last topic, hot topic, which will be discussed going forward, especially as long as it is a hot topic in sports, uh, in the nation, and on ESPN and everywhere else, it's going to be discussed here. Mm -hmm. I will say this. If you are not a Kaepernick fan or you are anti-Colin Kaepernick, make sure that it's based on your research and not necessarily based on what the media presents to you. That's all I ask because a lot of people always like to say never He's never done this. He's always done this. He's forever doing this, or he will never be this. That's based on what you happen to probably look at on the TV every once in a while, and they get to choose what they put out there. So I can't mention it if never. you're going to be that stance, if you're going to take that stance, it's totally your right, but just make sure that it's based on your specific research on exactly what your gripe is. And I got a question. Do you think the NFL would ever, now we're going to go ahead and reverse this never into ever, do you think the NFL would ever put out anything positive about Kaepernick and what he's doing out here in the community? After he did, after what happened, no, absolutely, it hasn't happened. And and there have been people that have been on major networks that have gotten let go or pushed to different shows because they stuck on that. So if those people got moved away, what's the chances of those networks actually pushing out the actual positives of things going on? So. We, we can, like I said, we can go on yeah. and on for that. And I'm not saying that he's, like I said earlier, he's not, not going to win the Nobel Peace Prize. I get it. But let's make sure that our feelings match facts. Exactly. That are facts that we are just not absorbing through the television instead of doing it on our own. If you're going to have that bold stance. If you're just going to have a regular stance, then be about what you're going to be about. Yep. But we got uh, better things. The Mahomes management. Billy, you were talking about it earlier. And I thought it was a great point. You, you um, mentioned about being a Rolls Royce versus a regular car and how you utilize that. And what that kind of spoke to me was there, and this is maybe, I wouldn't say it's a criticism, but it's kind of one of the concerns I've had is when you have greatness at a quarterback position, which we've really never had around here, it's hard to twist in them not doing something great. So, we, you know, uh, Mike McCarthy was criticized for years with Aaron Rodgers about how they're utilizing him and the running game and getting Aaron, you know, throwing outside the pocket. And it seems like they're always doing it. And to me, probably one of the most difficult things for a coach is to recognize you got that Rolls Royce 
and not want to pull it out of the garage on every single play, not want to open up that Ferrari on the highway on every single time you get out on the highway. But to your point, that can be a detriment. Sure. Uh, and, and again, you you get out the Rolls Royce if you don't have Travis Kelsey, if you don't have Tyreek Hill, Mm -hmm. and you don't have some of these ball players that we have at every position here. Um, I just think sometimes it's okay for Pat to take a three-step drop and throw a 10-yard out to Travis Kelsey and let him do some work with it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it seems like to me we're we're always trying to make the big splash play, and I've got no problem with that. Um, It's just – we don't have to all the time. Yeah. Like I, you know, I would love for Pat Mahomes. Now, I again, it, I, I got a lot of friends. We talk a lot of football. If I'm Pat Mahomes and I get up 10, 14, 17 points, I'm not snapping the ball until there's one second left <laughs> on, on the, the clock. clock. Yep. For the rest of the game. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. I, yeah. I want to stay out here. I want to dink and dunk. I want to do things to keep me on the field. Right? Yeah. And I'm not saying anything, and I don't like talking bad about people, but our defense has not been great. Right? So the longer we can keep them over there getting fresh, getting ready, getting, you know, seeing what's going on, and we keep our Rolls Royce on the the field, the better chance we got. So are you saying that? Is that the onus of Andy, or is that the onus of Pat? I I mean, listen. Or a mixture. I don't think Pat calls the plays. Uh, I think Pat just runs what he's given. And – Again, I, I don't, I, I, and I don't know that. Maybe yeah. Pat does change some plays at the line. I have no idea. I just know that you can win that way as well, especially given the lead we had early in the game. Mm-hmm. Especially given what we got to work with, right? I mean, yeah, how many I end agree. arounds have we ran to Tyreek Hill or Hardman or anything like this? How many? I mean, Travis Kelsey, like, golly, you run a, you run a wide post. He's open or a wide stick. He's got an option. He's open every time. Yeah. Right. It might be six yards. Super. It's second down and four. I, I, I got no problems with these plays. That's what I'm saying. The longer we can drag out our offensive possessions with the best player in the National Football League, the better chance we have to win. So so to me, the, the challenge in that is feeling like you got to score 40 points to win versus feeling like you got to take up a lot of time and give your defense rest to win. That, to me, is probably the wheels that are turning in the coaches' heads and which what pick my poison. Let me choose my poison. Should I just put my foot on the gas pedal and let's score as many points as we can? No. Or do I go the conventional route like you're saying and manage the time amidst your drives so that you can keep your weakness, which is your defense, on the sideline? They had 78 plays on offense. 78 plays. Well, part of that is because they the quick – the, I mean, they had the fumble return for a touchdown and a one-play, sixty-something, 68-yard run for a touchdown. Mahomes had 50 attempts Yeah, out of 78 plays. There's there's really no balance there. Now, if you look at the past games with Matt Moore running at quarterback, they had more of a balanced offense. They were able to run the ball, get more yardage, burn more time on the clock, and allow Matt Moore, when it was his time, to make those plays and still get the ball to those playmakers like a Kelsey, like a Tyreek Hill, and still also, you know, letting Damian Williams run the ball. So I think that, yes, it's great to have Mahomes because he is the the best quarterback in the league. He showed that last year, and he's been showing that so far this year when healthy. But still, you want to be able to take some of that pressure off of him because now teams know him. They know what he likes to do. They know they like to go deep. 
how about you go ahead and run the ball? Therefore, the play action opens up even more, and therefore you have those big plays that you're looking for. I, I, I outside of the 91 yard touchdown run uh, last two weeks ago, I find it tough to realize why we haven't been able to bust bigger runs more consistently. And I've been on, of the school of thought that there's some kind of tell that we have on the offensive line that I think other defenses are recognizing, whether it's stances, whether it's cadence, whether it's positioning, whether it's eyes. I mean, you guys, I know from my perspective, when I was a receiver, I, I would know everything about the guy I was playing against, whether he's right-handed, left-handed, quick jam, shuffle, physical, not mm-hmm. physical. I would know if he lined up at four yards, he was probably doing this. If he lined up at five yards, he was probably doing this. Those things are what you study. That's what we do all week long as we study for tendencies and tells. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm, under, I'm on the school of thought. Um, I hate to be like a conspiracy theorist, but I think there's something going on in our front that tells people when we're running the ball because with a potent passing game like we have, there's no reason that – there's no conventional thought that tells you that you can, you can um, stop the run when you think Patrick Mahomes can possibly throw. We're going to talk about the Chiefs-Chargers preview, maybe wrap up that about Patrick Mahomes. I want to get Joe's defensive mindset as well. He was ready and gunning. But when we come back, we're going to talk about this Chiefs-Chargers preview in Mexico. This is Players Only. Four fingers in the air. It's the fourth quarter. It is. Players Only. Billy Baber, Joe Mays, I am Danon Hughes. Tackle some hot topics going to the text line. 913, referencing my comments about Kaepernick. Same with Trump. You guys like or hate Trump? I personally am not a fan of Donald Trump the person. I have nothing against Republicans, have nothing against Democrats. I have grown up in New York, New Jersey area. I have seen his antics since the 70s, and I have grown to not be a big fan at all. Big fan, I shouldn't even put it, a fan at all of Donald Trump, period. That's that's as clean as I can make it and and not be biased or make anybody else feel biased. But we got to go back to football, Joe. You were ch- chomping at the bit when I was talking about tendencies and tells. And so you're a defense, you're a linebacker, former yes. linebacker in the NFL. And what's your perspective on that, this Chiefs defense? So here's my perspective on on when when you have to defend a run. I tell you the worst possible thing that you can that you can possibly go through during a game is lining up to stop the run, but still having not one single chance to do so because that team is imposing their will on us. Whether we knew that they were going to run the ball or not, they still ran the ball and they still got good yardage on me on us. Why is that? That's because you have teams that want to go out there and they want to go ahead and run the ball down your throat, whether you like it or not, whether you think you're going to stop it or not. So. I don't think the tendencies have anything to do with it. I just believe that we just don't have that that mentality yeah, to go out I, there and dog somebody. We were talking about it last night, and I don't know if you were there. We were at the Chief Style Lounge fashion show. Baber was uh, modeling myself. I was modeling. Oh, and nice. we got in a conversation about the dogs, if there's a dog on this defense. And, you know, to me, the, that how, what, how you def- define a dog is that you are – a little bit scared of what they could possibly do, mm-hmm. maybe to you, <laughs> or just in general. Like, like there's got to be that persona on defense. Like a Ray Lewis, maybe is the extreme. But mm-hmm. I played with Dale Carter, James Hasty, where you kind of felt like, man, this is this cat is kind of questionable. Right. <laughs> like, if I mess up, 
I don't know what he might try to do to me. So, you know, I'm going to join along with the party. I'm going to join along with the fierceness of it. I mean, you played with Gary Stills on special teams. Like, he, like I played with Greg Minuski. Those cats would not allow us to be a top 10 team in penalties in the NFL on special teams. You would not allow a punt returner to go inside the 10-yard line and catch a punt and come back to the sideline multiple times before getting his, his butt chewed out on there. I mean, you just would not allow that stuff to happen. And it doesn't say – I thought Frank, Frank Clark would be it. Um, I think Chris Jones can be it, but he seems a little bit too nice-natured to be that questionable cat that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's yes. a dog. He plays like a dog, but as he far as like a dog. as far as that cat that will bring all other ten guys with them and be like, "Hey, if y'all don't do this, you might not know what I'm gonna do to you." Type of feeling that you have in the locker room. I don't know if he has that. No, and they need to pay that man. Yes, I do know that. Pay the man. Pay that money. man because he's worth every nickel. Yep. And I don't know if you just wait and bring him in on second down, like so he can get nasty on second. <laughs> <and third> <laughs> This, dude, this dude's a difference maker, man. And without him, it, we are not what we need to be. And with him, he definitely helps. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Makes it definitely easier. And you sure. got to get a supporting cast around him to, to be consistent. But the Chiefs have the Chargers this weekend mm-hmm. in Mexico City. Uh, I am. I believe that this is a winnable game. I think they're a better team. Uh, but I think there's some concerns. One, with the terrain. You know, you got the field down there. Hopefully it's in better condition than it was last year when we had to move the Rams game back to California. And hopefully, to me, things don't get real until they get personal. And hopefully the players on this team look at last week's loss and they take it personal. Everybody's jumped off the ship. Patrick Mahomes is no longer talked in the, in the, in the MVP race. This team is no longer spoken about in the tops of the AFC. That's when it becomes personal. That's when you feel like all, uh, is everybody against us and we got to go out there about our business. You got Phillip Rivers coming in. I mean... How could you not? Like, how could you? How could you not? How could you not get ready for this game? <laughs> I every single time I played against Phillip Rivers, I all like I just look forward to having the opportunity to knock his head off. And I that know that it? you, I know that some people may list may hear that and think that, that anymore, I mean Joe. that literally. Yes, I do. You but I mean, that in a, I mean that in a figurative a, a figurative <laughs> manner because you know he's one of those type of guys. He's gonna talk trash to you. He's going to play well. He's going to bring his best, and he's going to make sure his players are, are bringing their best to the game. So you figure if you're going to take out the entire team, why not Why not chop the head off? <laughs> See, that's what got like uh, Sean Payton in, in trouble. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like, first of all, Phil Rivers is on the downside. Like, let's be real. He's not near what he used to be. No. It's a rivalry game. But it is still Phil Rivers, yes. right? And if this game he's going to bring it, he's going to bring it in Mexico. Like, with a chance – for the division lead on the line mm-hmm. where we slip up, they slipped up, the Raiders are right in the middle, they win this game, we're all within, what, a game of each other at yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. They understand they can't lose another game. Yeah. The San Diego Chargers have their backs against the wall. They are shooting for the big dog of the division. And they they got it this week. So it's a, it's, it's, we're going to find out if the Chiefs can travel. I mean, again, it's one of our home games. That's a big deal. Oh, it isn't? It's no, one of their home it's games. It's one of their, it's home, their home games. Game. Okay, so even better. So, I do believe we can win this game. I do believe we should win this game. But I also know they got the weapons over there to win the game yes. on oh, yeah. offense. You know what? You look at the Chiefs team. This team has six wins, four losses. Three of the six wins they have won 
by greater than a touchdown, which means that three of them they've won by less than a touchdown, which means that although we think so highly of this Chiefs team, most games are very close. Mm -hmm. Yes. And can go either way, just like the Titans last last week. So we have to be on point with mm -hmm. some of the things that we can control. The penalties, we are we have 70 penalties against us. That makes us at 11th in the NFL for 636 yards, which is 8th in the NFL. Last year, we were first in the NFL at averaging 8.17 penalties a game. Mm. We got to play cleaner. Sure. So you play yeah. clean and you got a special quarterback, you're going to win a high majority of the game. So, ball, you know, the ball security, catch the ball when it's thrown to you, hold on to the ball, all that stuff. But I think we it's definitely a winnable game. Sure. want to go to the text line really, really quick. We had a great question. What's the difference between a run, uh, RPO and a play action? So RPO is still you can either run or pass the ball. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the biggest difference. In play action, that's, that's a pass all the way. So RPO, depending on what you get from your, from your safeties, and the quarterback is reading this. So if you if you run in that, that run action and your safety stays high or stays back, you hand the ball off. If you run in that, that run action and he comes up, that's where it opens up the opportunity for Mahomes to get in a nice little slant to those quick, fast receivers. Great point, great point. We appreciate everybody on the text line. And the call of Wolverine Willie. Hopefully he didn't take anything personal. It's all good, man. Everybody has a perspective, and I love to share it. Uh, Billy, thanks for coming in. Players only. Hopefully we'll have you back maybe in the playoffs. And Joe, every week. Every week. Much love, fellas. Go Chiefs. We'll see you next week on Players Only, 6 p.m. next Thursday. Let's do it. Here it is. This is Players Only. Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.